You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's turn after show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's turn after show. It's that time for the snakes in the garden. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the turn after show. I'm your host, Captain Ryan Hooks. We're here today for episode number three of Cabbage and Kings. Joining me on the panel today, we have Lieutenant Megan Salinas. Hey everybody. General Kristen Carroll. Hey other patriots. What's up y'all? <laughs> Captain Joyce got put back in the pickle jar and Major <laughs> Dylan Chance. Major Dylan Chance. We miss you, anywho's. Guys, thanks for tuning in here after Buzz. You're one and only spot for after show entertainment. Yeah. We're going to be talking about Turn today. So, what did you guys think? So, last couple weeks we've been talking about Turn as it's developing as a show and where it's going with everything and, you know, how we feel about it. So, now we've seen three. How do you feel? I really, uh, this one was a little bit of a slower episode, but I don't feel like we necessarily lost anything. Um, I My favorite part of the episode was actually just seeing Caleb and Anna um, getting to talk and interact after all this time. And, oh, my gosh, she let him have it. She let him have a piece of her mind, and I absolutely loved some of the lines that she, she said towards him. It was great. I agree. I really like Anna. I thought how the scenes were cut and you know, we were talking about like while odd, we were watching, yeah. just like the edits for them was all of a sudden like... It jumped a little bit. Yeah, they, they introduced and then it was like, yeah, quick jump cut and then they're chatting and then all of a sudden she kicked him out and then... And then he's back in the Yeah, and he somehow happened? got a piece of bread. He's just hanging out, like <laughs> eating. I mean, it's Caleb, so I don't ask too many questions and he's very cool. You know cool, what? She but... probably kicked him out and then he probably snuck back in. It was probably like one of those, like, as soon as she kicked him out, like he came in through the back and she was just like, ugh, I can't get rid of you, can I? <laughs> I guess so. And so I'll, that was a little... I don't know. I felt that was a little messy on the episode's part. Um, but yeah, each time I like it, um, I'm starting to know all the characters' names now, <laughs> which is good, and telling them apart and um, and care more about them. I mean, again, at the beginning, you know, as we said, we all kind of like Caleb and, you know, Robert Rogers, who didn't make an appearance this episode. But I'm starting now to to feel a little bit more for all the other characters that, you know, Simcoe is still creepy as heck, but... I'm actually almost glad he's around because you almost need that in a TV he's, show. He's kind of, he's smarmy, but in that kind of you love to hate him kind of way. I still mostly hate him <laughs> at this point because I'm just like, ew. I dislike him, uh, you know, as a person. Not not the actor, but the character. I dislike him as a person, but in a weird way, I'm starting to respect him because he's he's somebody who didn't give in to torture. And he's, and you he's know. smug. He's really smug. smug, and he's he's being, you know, he's not 
he's not anybody who's afraid of like what his given what his circumstances are right now. He's still being very cheeky and you know very confident. And like I said, I don't like him because he's just slimy, and you know he's going to escape eventually and cause trouble for our main characters. But like I said, in in a way, I'm starting to respect him more, and you, I don't like that. It's kind of weird. You love to hate him, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I agree. This was a slower-moving episode, but I actually thought this episode, in terms of content, gave us more content Mm -hmm. than any of the episodes to date because we got a lot of back information about Abe and his situation with Mary. We got some relationship development with his father. We learned more about Caleb and the backstory with Anna. So there's a lot of, like, development that we have maybe been missing a little bit so we know, you know, how things are laid out and why they're laid out the way that they are so far. Mm -hmm. And I liked kind of his... his minor flashback, if we can even call it that, um, in front of, it was uh, King's was College, King's College. Yeah, where we saw that he might have been more of a, a part of the rebellion at the beginning there and saw so much death and then, you know, had to marry his brother's fiance and probably just, you know, um, really kind of, oh, what's the word that I'm thinking of? Um, just, just almost like kind of hold up, you know, decided to give up and saw what had happened to people at King's College and the bl- Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline blood around his feet and um yeah he heard the chanting in the background yes, and then he like yes, kind of so liberty not tyranny yeah. yeah so i think that had an effect and then like they said he's a very honorable man so then he ended up marrying mary and that was something that we we didn't know about because we know that he had broken off his engagement with anna um but we had no idea that um the, about the situation with Mary, that she was actually engaged to his brother Thomas, who then passed away, and everything like that. So the so real question becomes then, t- Thomas the child Thomas, is that Abe's son Thomas, or is that possibly his brother's son? I think it's Abe's, just based off of Mary's, you know, religious beliefs that way, and it, I don't want to Yeah, know. she said she only met Thomas the once, so, um, and that he seemed like a gentleman. Oh, no, Abe. Oh no, no, no she, Thomas. She, when they, when she was talking to oh. Anna, Anna and about, Mary were talking about about um, having been engaged to Thomas, she said oh, it, I thought uh, that she he, only ever met him the once. And I thought he said that. I thought she said that about Abe, but she could tell that he was a respectable. No, guy. she only met Thomas the one time, mm. and he seemed like a gentleman, um, and that he passed away. We still don't know how he passed away. Did they mention that at all? Mm-mm. Okay, so yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure with the kid. I mean, I tend to think not. Just again, kind of based off era. Of, yeah, tradition. exactly. And and it was a deal that, you know, the the parents had made and it wasn't something that they had really talked about. Yeah. So they just pitched in there and probably named the kid in honor of, yeah, obviously, in honor of the brother. But it's just kind of weird that they haven't had, um, if enough time has gone by, uh, just kind of an c- inconsistency that we were kind of like, wait, what's the timing on all of this? Because, um, you know, Enough time had gone by that, you know, Abe and Mary could get married and have a son together, but they still haven't had the funeral for Thomas. Like, that's that's perplexing a little bit. Do you think it's possible that Thomas was like, no, I'm not getting married and left and went off to war? And then 
basically Abe took his spot to honor the family's agreement to actually marry because it was the, ah. the arrangement was made between the the fathers, not mm-hmm. the siblings, and you know there was no any emotion between them. It That's was a prearrangement, so that- he went off to fight. Abe took the place of you know for the father to be in Richard's good de- you know good standings, if you will, and then his brother was recently killed in action. That's that would make sense in terms of the timing and everything like that. Okay. That's the, that's the only thing that I can justify how the timing does actually pan out. And I agree. If it, if it's not that, then then it's kind of confusing. It's, it's like, a confusing. well, then why do they have a son? And if he just so. died recently, yeah, I felt like they gave us some answers and yet left us <laughs> so more, many questions. more questions. Well, you know what? We've got lots of answers here on Afterbus TV, and we're going to talk about them right now. But I do want to talk. One thing that I dislike that the show does. Um, and you're talking about characters earlier, Kristen, and how you're tr- you were slowly starting to learn them. I think the show does a very poor job of identifying people. Because there are mm-hmm. some shows that you watch, and they'll just say the person's name every single time they reference them or talk to them. And this show, I think, does a poor job commenting on who people are. I mean, thankfully, you put on the closed captioning, so sometimes, sometimes we can actually be like, name. oh, wait, it says this person like, talked And we were talking about General Scott today, who we met in the first episode, but we never got his name. And they never said his name this entire episode. The only reason we know it is because we know it and we looked it up. But and, yeah, They hadn't said his name while he was in the room. They referenced him, yeah. but they hadn't really done that that often. They've never so. actually jerkly said, excuse me, General Scott, we need to do this, and we think this is in the best interest of the people to get Abe involved, you know, when he yeah, was talking the, to him. the onus is on the viewer to kind of figure out who everybody which, which is. Which I think is, in some aspects, that works. But I think for period shows, you know, for a modern audience, I think that's a little bit harder to figure out who people are because, you know, Simcoe's wearing a wig and so are half the other, you know, the British soldiers. Mm-hmm. So they yeah, kind of all look the same. a lot of people are in uniform. So, you know, if everybody, if every soldier officer is in uniform, it's going to be really tough to tell them Because they look so much alike, right? And then you could look up the actor, but they're going to look way different more than likely <laughs> than they do on the show. Yeah, I, I liked when Simcoe had the wig on because it was all like cockeyed, <laughs> but you could see shoveled. his like dark hair. And, so yeah, he looks nothing like the gray-haired wigged soldier that he looks like in the show. And, and yeah, it's impossible to look dignified when your wig is that askew. <laughs> I thought I thought it was perfect, like it fit him so well. It really did. All right, let's talk about this week's episode. So I want to start off with talking about Ben Talmadge and General Scott. <laughs> About their relationship? Well, or no, about, just about everything. Like, their so their, their, pl- their plot line in the story, if you will, because the, the episode starts off, uh, you know, they're in northern New Jersey and they are traveling. Simcoe's in the cabin being all smug. You know, he's talking to our good friend Newt, who we, we met for a very short time. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and his cousin, you know, his and, brothers. And the family, the family's <laughs> all there. And I, I like that Caleb and Ben are talking. He's like, they could have an accident. He could be peeing and trip. He could fall out of the wagon. There are so many talking things. Talking about ways to do it. About Simcoe. ways that Simgo could have an accident. accident. Yeah. And, and they're traveling, but they run into these soldiers mm-hmm. who are escaping, if you will, from Fort Lee. And they're claiming that Washington has been captured and they've given up to all these forts. And it's a terrible idea to progress forward in towards New York mm-hmm. that the British have overrun. And I don't know if you guys have ever looked at maps, like where a lot of these forts are and like who controlled what. In relation to one another. Just in terms of distance. I mean, there are some situations where part of New York was controlled by the British soldiers and Washington was on Long Island, which is like 15 miles away. (laughs) I mean, they're literally literally across the river (laughs) occupying different areas. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they could could wave to each other. I think because the difference is, you know, unlike... Now, where if that was possible, they could still shoot at each other. I mean, their guns didn't go very far. Well, they had 
you know, some some had cannons, but it's just like the distance is still far enough away where, yeah, it take well, it's going to take a while, and then you can the, see the them coming across. Right. The, when the fastest way you can get from point A to point B is by horse, even even 15 miles is still going to take a little bit. So you have to keep that in mind, too. It's not like just taking a five-minute drive right, It's not down the, the road in, the, in your tank, but <laughs> you a, a five-minute drive in the 405, you could get there faster by horse. <laughs> Probably. Maybe it's uh, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. <laughs> keep an eye on them. That could be cool, too. Um, actually, really quick, I wanted to talk real quick. Isn't it? I, I always really like when people talk about General Washington in the show. Sorry. Um, Washington. <laughs> I, General Washington. But no, I really like when people talk about General Washington in the show because um, people kind of refer to him as like this kind of legendary figure. This godlike they, person. Um, you know, the, uh, the Redcoats always talk about how he's like a fox. He's so wily. He always seems to slip away. And um, the people who, the rebels always talk about him with a huge sense of reverence. It's just kind of really fun to talk about, like, such a central figure in American history and have you know, the people in the show talk to him, talk about him like he is this very legendary man who's inspiring them. Like, to the point where if General Washington goes, you know, basically all hope of the resistance oh, yeah, we're done. goes with him. No, General Washington, what are we going to do? <laughs> like, he, he's it. Well, and I'm going to be interested when they, because they have to introduce his character because he's the one that kind of forms what ends up being the Culper Ring with Ben and a couple other people, and I'm kind of interested to see, like, who they cast for... Well, I think it's already out there who they cast for, if you look at IMDb. But um, how they introduce him. And how they play him, too. Mm-hmm. Like, are they going to play him like he is this legendary, you know, larger-than-life figure, or are they going to try to make him a little bit more humanized? Like, a little bit more um, I, relatable? I kind of he's a lot like Robert Rogers in that aspect of a little more human and... Like kind of a devious. rogue. Yeah, kind of rogue. Like that's, Just that's... pulling out dead bodies and taking a piss like off to the side. <laughs> Done. I'm in. I would, I would I don't vote for that, George Washington. I do that for Washington, but you never know. You never know these days. It's TV. Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, it would be interesting to see when they do introduce him. Because he, you could tell, too, when the brothers were talking about him, when they're like, oh, if Washington's gone, then what are we going What's to do? What's the point? What, yeah, let's, we should get out of here. The, the war's over. We're going to be on the wrong side of the stockade, and we're going to get our heads chopped off. Mm-hmm. Basically, so anyway, so we we learn about the brothers though, uh, and they are on the wrong side as they feel because Ben Talmadge sends Caleb off to go talk to Abe. They need to get more information. They need to find out what he's doing, and they're worried about what's going to happen, especially now that Fort Lee has been taken, now that Washington is potentially well, captured, and they think that Caleb is deserting. Yeah, because like, they don't not- they don't know the situation. So, and, and actually talking about that. I don't know if you remember in the first episode I talked about with the culprit ring and how there was a lot of people that didn't know any of the people involved in it. They just knew of its existence. And Washington, mm-hmm. and you're talking about maybe introducing him, didn't know a lot of the spies. He just knew the information and it had one source who had, you know, they connected to each other that way. Mm-hmm. So we may never even get introduced to Washington in the aspect of a relationship with Abe. It may only Probably be with not. Ben. It may only be with another character that they're going to introduce. Probably, you know, the less I know, the better, you right. know, in terms of, like, yeah, exactly. plausible like said, the, deniability. The only way they even found out about the culprit ring was they later matched handwriting in one of Washington's journals to letters found in someone else's house in the 1930s. Mm-hmm. So, 
the less is more kind of thing. Well, yeah, and that and like you know, you get too many people in on the secret. Um, if anybody gets captured, mm-hmm. then you know all those secrets are gone essentially. Um, but if somebody only has a limited amount of information, then worst case scenario, only that amount of information is going to get spilled. They are not so. all Simcos, and they cannot take the abuse. <laughs> As much as you want to hate him, you gotta give him. Yeah, to his you have to hand it to him. Like, wow, he didn't give in to torture. Well, and in this particular episode, he was the comic relief in that whole story. Oh yeah, I like it. He was like tied I... to the tree, and he's like, "Tell him the truth. <laughs> Tell him what's gonna happen." He's like, "Well done, Captain." Slow applause. Well done. Well done. <laughs> And every time you looked over, he had some sort of smirk on his face or raised eyebrow yeah, or something. He looked far too amused for a man who's been captured. <laughs> well, I feel like, with especially with the information that's introduced, with the Washington potentially being captured, with the fort going down, he sees the British moving forward. And he's in these guys' ears, the brothers' ears, you know, and just bugging them and saying, hey, you know what? You're on the wrong side. We're going to win this war. You guys are almost done. And he, he can just, like, he's getting that cocky attitude that I hope will eventually lead to his demise. But at this point, he's you know on the well, good side of it. It was kind of gratifying, though, when he escapes from the house and he's like, thank you for dinner, and he's limping outside. He's like, okay, men, like follow my orders, thinking they're going to rally to his cause and help him escape, and the first thing they do is just hit him in the knock face. Knock him out, tie him up. It's like, okay, that plan kind of backfired. Well, they're just, I think they're like a lot of people were, you know, how we even saw Abe at the beginning where they're just kind of confused, you know, which side do I go on? It doesn't seem like, you know, it's not like they like the British that much anymore, but they, they looks like the Americans are losing. So yeah, they're on the losing side, you know, they don't want to die. To, yeah, A so I think just they're just for back, themselves. Yeah, just go back to their peaceful lives. And I think that's what Ben was trying to do is like, hey, do you remember how it was before these people showed up and we lived in these small little towns and we were just cool and happy and everything was fine and you know, we're going to get back to that when we get them out of here. Yeah, mm-hmm. he said they're fighting for a king. We're fighting for our homes. Right. So, Yeah, and how they turned one of the churches into a stable and hung people. And just, um, I, I liked having Ben say that, and you could see a lot of them except for the guy that shot at him. Um, we're, we're really listening, and I think the more that happens, the more it'll help their cause. Yeah, it was just kind of a reminder of why they signed up in the first place, why mm-hmm. they wanted to fight tyranny as they saw it. Well, lucky for us, spoiler alert, we know what happens. <laughs> That's how we're here. Just putting that out here. We are allowed to say whatever we want because they didn't give up. <laughs> it's Dylan said last week, um, America wins. <laughs> By the way. But because America's here, we have iTunes. Mm-hmm. Which, do, shout do you wanna, out Do you want to tell us a little bit about iTunes yeah, over there, so- General? <laughs> Um, iTunes, um, you guys, we love hearing from you. Please rate and comment. That's how we know we're doing well. We do all this for free because we enjoy the show. We like interacting with you guys. And um, shout out, slap us with the five, as Matt would always say, slap us with the five-star rating. Um, we, we appreciate it again. It lets us lets our bosses know that we're doing well. It also makes us searchable. You know, If we're getting a lot yes. of ratings, they put us at the top. We're trending. It's a good way to find out more about us. Yes, exactly. And, you know, comment on YouTube as well. That one, we're able to also interact a little bit more with yeah, you we guys get, as we well. Yeah, we get to reply to your comments. We get to like them. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, shout out. We had three stars. Yeah. Like, not three stars. We had all five stars, um, three ratings. So, I'm going to shout out to you guys. Uh, one was from Bun Papa. Called, uh, titled it, Love the Show, four exclamation points. The show is growing on me, but you all put on a great after show. Best ensemble that AfterBuzz has. Thank Aww. you. Uh, love listening on my way to work. Need a sound effect for each turn pun. 
There was a lot of puns we, last there week. There were a lot. I oh think Dylan gosh, enjoyed yeah. the puns. <laughs> he really did. It's the did. lowest form of comedy, Dylan. Come on. <laughs> I started, I was just rolling my eyes so much last week. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. I felt like I was taking longer to say things just so I didn't say turn. <laughs> Unless somebody's doing a drinking game at home, um, let us know. Yeah, we if can you say are, more. we will start a pun drinking game then. Exactly. <laughs> I'm um, also, they said, uh, can't find the show on the iTunes standalone app. Uh, maybe missing it. Keep it up. I think it's on there. I'm pretty sure I put it on my favorites list for, you know. I know it's on the Android one because that's what I have. And I have, um, I have an iPhone 5. So Try I- deleting the app and redownloading it. And if you don't have the app and you have a phone that can take apps, um, if you don't have a BlackBerry like <laughs> Megan, you I'm can download. The past. <laughs> it's okay, you're on turn. Um, you can download it on the app. Um, download the AfterBuzz app, which is newer. Uh, we had another one that was from Job Eight Four Seven, which I'm hoping is that in reference to a Chicago area code. Go <laughs> Chicago. Um, five stars as well. AfterBuzz is the best. We had another one um, from Eric L. Broomfield. Who gave us five stars? Uh, called the title "Hush." Um, Hush. It was kind of a longer one. It's very, but it was very cool to read because um, he actually had studied uh, thirty years of intelligence history. So they was, he was kind of giving us a little bit of a rundown of what happened. And um, I'll just give you the basics of what he said. This after show is fun. They do go over the plot and characters, even with the large artistic license the show's ta- uh, show takes on with the truth. <laughs> Listen, this is history adjacent. <laughs> So that's just the best way to look at it. It's AMC history, <laughs> basically. It's told by The Walking Dead. Yeah, and, and Mad Men. And you Mad know, Men. it's all history. And Breaking Bad. Historical. History, wink. And uh, at the end, I hope Turn uh, gets to the espionage and tells the story of how a small band of spies made a large contribution of the U.S. winning its independence. And I think I think that's the plan. I think that's the goal yeah. of, yeah. of this show is to eventually get where they can do more spy stuff. Yeah. It's just setting it up right, right now. Right now, we've got the building blocks. We have somebody setting up the domino pieces, and it's uh, only a matter of time before somebody knocks them down and everything falls into place. Until our next intro was the dominoes falling over. <laughs> Insert another Vendetta reference. <laughs> yeah, we had Guy Fox Guy last Fox week. Last so week. Great. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys on iTunes for checking us out, voting for us, reading about us. We appreciate you guys so much because it's you that we have a show. And it's also because of our good friends in Roya's booth area that we have a show. Roya, what do you got for us? On American Express. Let's listen to our sponsors. Sponsors? My name is Yvonne Sarabia, and I am a home health aide. My credit score was very high. It was like 700-something. Then I had like a hiccup in my finances. Everything just, whoo, crashed. But I don't crawl under a rock and cry. It takes baby steps to get back. So that's what I am doing. With American Express Serve, you have a full-service prepaid account that helps you handle your money simply and affordably. There's no credit check. You can pay your bills online and reload cash for free at over 15,000 locations, all for $1 a month and all backed by the 24-7 service of American Express. This is what membership is. This is what membership does. Get started with an American Express Serve card at CVS Pharmacy or Family Dollar today. Terms and restrictions apply. Go to serve.com for more details. And we're back. Check out that American Express surf card for all your latest and greatest purchases. So one thing that I thought was really cool at the end of the Ben Talmadge and General Scott interaction this week was he was basically telling him 
giving him an order to shoot these people, and he turned him down, and he took a court martial, basically mm-hmm. instead of. You know, Instead of that. going back on his word, because he gave um, the kid his yeah, word Newt. that knew, yeah, knew that he'd be okay. Good old Newt and, and his brother. And so he, you have to again, you have to hand it to these honorable men. You know this uh, code of honor that they had, and it's very, it's very sad when like you know different codes and different oaths clash with one another because you had um, your oath to obviously you know. Uh, to the military, yeah, the rebels, but yeah. you also have your word that you gave to your fellow man, and it's like, well, which one? Which one takes precedent? And he chose, you know, his personal word. Well, and the thing that sucks about that whole scene is just watching it. Logically, you go, even if you know they they were traitors, but you had the one nice kid that was a little bit pushed into it because of his brothers, and it's like you're punishing him, or you're not even going to set him to trial, but you're hauling around Simcoe, just sitting there. He, just, he wants Simcoe to go. Because he's an officer, unfortunately. It's just frustrating, because you could be like, um, oh my god, he got caught in the crossfire <laughs> of what was going on. I accidentally shot him in the head. <laughs> I mean, again... Womp, womp. I meant to hit him in the leg. My gun is inaccurate. Yeah, I don't... I'm a terrible right? shot. <laughs> terrible. Yeah, but I do, I do like that because it's we're setting up these honorable men who are true to their word more than they're true to some alliance of a non-existent country or an army or anything else. And I think that's going to come into play in the, later down the, ro- the road because they're going to make promises to each other, uh, and I think that's going to they're going to hold into them. Mm-hmm. So, and even now moving on to the next topic, which I want to do, and I was hoping to transition a little bit better, but not so good. Uh, talking with Anna and Caleb. Well, they you know they made a promise to her. Yeah. So that could and, be and she said that she goes if you if I if you make a promise to me and you don't keep it I can't trust you. Mm-hmm. And then she throws him out of the barn and he miraculously teleports back in. with food. <laughs> but no, so after Caleb rides off, he's like, he, "Let's split, let's share some bread, <laughs> let's break, break bread. bread together." It is Easter after all. Happy Easter, guys! Yeah, happy, happy Easter. Easter. And if you don't celebrate, happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Happy four twenty. Happy turn day. Happy four twenty. Whatever. <laughs> you, you do what you celebrate. guys want. It's California. Yeah. Well, if you're in California, listen. Or or Colorado or Seattle. <laughs> or some, I don't know, that's all I got. This is America. America, do what you want. We, we own this land. But yeah, I, so I liked that uh, Caleb went to her and put the black petticoat out, hung a feather on there so she knew he was in the barn. Mm-hmm. And they had this conversation because they haven't seen each other for a while. Because a few weeks ago they mentioned, you know, how is he? And he's like, I'm bearded still. <laughs> still bearded. Still bearded. Still getting into trouble. But yeah, it's nice to see. Um, and, you know, because we're told that all these people have history together, that they all grew up with one another. It's nice to actually get to see them interact. Because it's one thing to be told, oh, yeah, we're totally friends. And it's a completely different thing to see her light up when she sees him. You know, at the face of an old friend. And be mad and smack him in a playful sort of way. Like, you're an idiot. Uh. <laughs> well, and, and the actor's a uh, good testament to casting as well. They have good chemistry. There's none of them, I, I don't believe. In, you in know, they, they all do a really good job playing their parts. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Play your part, you puppet <laughs> dance. But yeah, I do, I do have to say, I, I said that scene earlier, it was cut really strangely. And... Um, because we kind of went at length a little bit earlier about it, but um, but yeah, it was cut like they they're embracing one moment and then the next thing, the talking, um, sitting. Yeah. Uh, well, Caleb is like, ah, shoot, like how could he be in New York? And it was just very odd. We were like, wait, you two were really happy just a second ago, and then there was a jump cut, and now you're cursing. What's going on? 
Um, yeah, so we find out that he basically learns that Abe has gone off to New York with his father, which we're going to talk about more later. Mm-hmm. Saving that to the end because it's the good stuff. <laughs> But the, he's mad because it's ironic, and he, he's funny because I I know I I slept with an educated woman once, and I know that the word I'm I looking for is college. It's but... ironic that he's there, and we want him you to know, be passes there. on the education when you sleep with somebody. Apparently. I guess people talk. Yeah, okay. Good to know. Well, we've learned that Anna people do talk when they are hooking up because she's that's how she's getting information, and she's telling Caleb that. Well, when they're drunk, well, not, yeah, she's not, not listening well, to them when they're hooking up. With the no, no, she said that her people as well, her other women, get information when they're. When did she say that? Afterwards, watch it again. <laughs> I caught that. I thought like you, you were insinuating it. she was listening to people hooking up. No, the women she's are... like listen to John Andre with well, Philomena. Like, oh, okay. No, correct me if I'm wrong, but no, what she said was that you know um, she doesn't know. Um, any men that are like that are braver she doesn't know any she said specifically i can't think of a man braver and more capable than half of the women i know so i that's that's what she was saying i don't recall hearing anything about her ring of i took a literal (laughs) pillow talk We'll find out. I think that would be a good way for these. Well, she women. definitely said about giving the guys a drink. Yeah, she lowers the price more. of right, ale. Right. They drink I got more. That too. <laughs> Maybe they hook up in the middle of the tavern. I mean, I don't know. That's a Maybe little they awkward. go upstairs <laughs> to the second floor yeah. where all the action happens. She's a married lady. Not her. The ladies <laughs> not her, that work like for the her. Other, the other okay. ones that are there. I don't know. We'll f- Maybe not. Maybe it's just alcohol and they talk and they're just talking. Let us know on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Please. Please, you please if you think that they're hooking up and getting information on the pillows like I do. <laughs> Maybe I'm just hoping for some good scenes in this. Episode. You I want more really, Philomena, yeah, John Andre type? Yeah, get, can we get Major Andre back on this week? You missed him. <laughs> I agree. That's mm. right. He was gone. <laughs> so, in this correlation of relationships this week, we also got Mary, who mm. this is the first time we've actually seen Mary like step outside of the house and talk to anybody other than Abe and Judge Richard. Well, and yeah, and she was kind of fixing. Um, it was Baker. I believe yeah. his name was yeah. um, fixing his Mr. shirt with the blood. It was a little flirty going on there, I felt like. I felt like that there was a little attraction there. And, mm-hmm. oh, let me fix it. That's all I do all day. It's so underappreciated. Appreciate me. Appreciate me. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. screaming attention. She wanted to touch another man because I don't <laughs> think her and Abe have done anything since the baby. That was the only time. Yeah, and she's like a one time deal. Oh, just, just to consummate. And now they're officially married. Yeah. So, yeah, and yeah, I feel like there was some flirting going on. And I thought it was interesting that she went to Anna and like confronted her like that because that didn't seem like anything that her character thus far has been able to do. She hasn't seemed very assertive so far, so Not it's very interesting to see her, you know, take charge and go out and confront somebody much who, in who in her mind is in her way. And it was a weird confrontation because she's like, "I know you're sleeping with my husband, so as long as you keep it discreet because he's a nice guy, I don't want you, I don't want you to ruin his honor yeah. or my honor, ruining our lives. Like you can carry on." And Anna's like. Wait a minute. What do you, I don't know what you think's going on, but I, that's not it. Good for Anna for being like, um, no, I'm not having an affair, and I've not carried a torch since he broke it off with me. So I'm going to walk away from this conversation now. So it's interesting though. So I want to know: Do you think that this development of a relationship, the reason that they're interacting right now, do you think it, it is going to lead to a future relationship between the two of them? Whereas that possibly they can confine into one another. D- you mean? Something where they you mean marry with Anna? Yes. I don't know, because I still think, even though I don't think Mary really loves Abe, now that she's talked a little bit about how they got together, um, 
I think she's definitely just as honorable in the sense that I don't, I think she still is going to cling to Abe and not want, he, she can see that he cares for her, even if they're not doing anything that's still intimidating to another woman. And, and I don't said, think. As long as they're not affecting their livelihood, he's still taking care of them. Yeah. And I, I don't, I don't know if I see them being girlfriends coming up. I think maybe at one point they'll kind of form an unlikely alliance. They'll work together in some way. But I don't think we're going to see them being friends. I don't think Mary no. has very many girlfriends, to be perfectly <laughs> honest. No, she said it herself. She spends half her day doing laundry. Um, but, yeah, it's it's definitely a different dynamic because Mary and Abe's relationship was forged out of duty, whereas, you know, Anna and Abe's relationship was forged in passion, as, as she said, and Abe's a very passionate man, um, but he's also an honorable man. So he's not going, he's not going, probably, my, my guess is that he's not going to break his vows to um, to marry in any anytime soon, even though he he still probably has feelings. Well, and then for we Anna. don't know exactly now. Anna's because Sela's out of the picture temporarily until he eventually back. comes back. Yeah, he'll he'll for sure be back. And um, so maybe she really did let go. Maybe she figured he is married now because again, it's a whole it's a whole different mentality than than nowadays, and it doesn't seem like the show that's going that much towards the scandal aspect That's of it. That's the line they're looking across. I don't I think... I disagree, though. I feel like there could be a part later down the road where Mary and Anna interact in some aspect because I think this... She might have just developed trust for Anna because she's like, no, we're not sleeping together and I've never thought of him like that. But I also think later down the road that Abe and Anna might hook up. Hmm. I see a moment mm-hmm. happening where there's something that tense that happens where somebody saves somebody... I think it's happens. gonna happen. Person, personally for me, I don't think it's gonna happen. But I'm with Kristen. I think that it's possible that they could form an unlikely alliance. Maybe, maybe in order to save Abe from getting into trouble. But I, I yeah, I don't think they're ever going to be friends. And I, I almost <laughs> hope that Abe and Anna don't hook up if he's still married, just to be different from other shows. Because most shows would have the scandal of, of, of that going on. I mean, you know, Mad Men, another AMC show. I mean, how many women is Don J- Traper slept with? But, but I, yeah. I tend to think, I hope this show is more about the espionage portion of it mm-hmm. um, rather than the, I mean, I like some of the relationship stuff too, but I hope that's more what they focus on and that's what's going to be exciting rather than, ooh, Abe's like, it might be caught in like a, if you guys have seen Gone with the Wind, um, how Scarlet is with Ashley, where at one point they're hugging, and that's the scandal that happens. It's like, oh my God, Scarlet and Ashley ankle. hugged, you know? <laughs> and all of us are like, well, that's not that big of a deal. But it, you know, but I think maybe but, the, but at the, the time meaning it behind was, yeah. it, I really hope we don't have like a full on like love scene between them. Yeah, and honestly, after after this confrontation, it does kind of seem like Anna's like, no, <laughs> like I'm not sleeping with Abe. Like I, and I kind of think that, yeah, I, I kind of think that maybe she's over it more than he is. And again, we don't know how her and Sela ended up like coming together, and it seems like they they're both assertive people and and like minded too mm-hmm. in terms of their loyalties. Well, there you have it. Straight from the general lieutenant's mouth. No hooking up here on turn. No, other people are, oh, I'm yeah. okay with Caleb's them hooking up. Caleb's going to hook up somebody. I hope Caleb John. gets some action. <laughs> John Andre Caleb. is more than welcome. Absolutely. Megan has a little, like, red coat crush. Well, and, and Ben Talmadge. 
He, oh, okay, he should hook up with somebody. Somebody's got to hook up somebody. It's AMC. Done and done. But I, I like when Caleb escapes at the end, then after this conversation where they've gotten all this development and we learn a little bit about, about the background between Mary and Abe. And he like gets into this boat and just like camps out for the night. <laughs> I would have been a terrible spy because I totally would have fallen asleep. (laughs) He might have. I mean, he didn't get woken up until the boat started rocking and then got in. I occasionally snore, so that might have been a giveaway (laughs) to somebody. You were rocked to sleep and you snore. We probably shouldn't step in there. There's somebody hiding in there. They're snoring. (laughs) Why is this boat... Does this, this boat have a motor in it? <laughs> yeah. Snoring away? Somebody's sawing something somewhere. I don't know what's going so, on. Oh, well. So I, I liked I liked him doing that, and I liked them helping. Um, it was... T- it was, it was a really bad, yeah. it's a bad green screen. <laughs> Some of them aren't too bad in this show, but that one there was a pretty bad pretty, one. There were a couple pretty uh, evident ones in When they were going one. to New York at the beginning... <laughs> yeah, that was definitely a green screen. And this one, um, with this scene with Caleb, like it was almost like you could almost see the green haze around the characters and everything too. It was I was like, Oh, that's too bad. But you know, limited budget, you do what you can. Mm-hmm. We're willing to let it go for good storytelling. Good costumes and good storytelling are yeah. all we need, right? And so good then, acting too. So, so we'll let this one We're good we're good there. Green's getting need some work. <laughs> so I wanna move on because I wanna talk about Abe and Judge Richard. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that was like the meat of this episode. Abe's a wily salesman. <laughs> yes, he is. But no, th- I mean, they start off, they're plotting their trip to New York, and he's like, hey, this is how we're going to go. We're going to go through here and here, and he's basically giving them a map layout of where they're going to go, what they're going to do. They're heading off to help sell Judge Richard's farm, farm, farm animals, the pigs, uh, to the, the British soldiers. And he's basically taking him in as a partner to help him out. Because, you know, his crop's not doing well and he needs money. Yeah, and he's trusting Abe to to be able to handle things with his associates as well um, while he stays more in town to deal with, um, you know, the things that come with being the, the judge in a small yes. town. Yeah, mm-hmm. And Major Hewlett and all that stuff that's happening. He's needing more help. And we get introduced to Jonathan. Who... Yeah, we don't really get a last name. Just, just call me Jonathan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And uh, him not being so trusting towards Abe. Looks a little suspicious. He's kind of shady. This guy's super shady. But he's pals with Richard. And then we we see that Richard is a little bit shady, too. Like, shadier than we, we would think, you know. We're, we're looking at all these characters, and we see honorable men. And maybe some of them aren't as honorable as we think. Yeah. I did think, I did like that Richard was, it's really funny, because he seems to, like, he switches really back and forth with Abe, where at one point he's like, I don't. I disown you as my son. Oh wait, now I completely trust you with all my affairs. Yeah, it's very. No, like, I disown bipolar. you again. <laughs> like very loving and like trying to be like, hey, I just want the best for you, just like you want the best for your son. But then at the same time, you're disgracing my name, and what are you doing? Yeah, it's it's very indecisive. Like it's no I guess that- it's family though to an extent, right? <laughs> well, at the beginning of the episode, when they are having that conversation about you know the young Thomas, um, you know he's like, "You dote on your son," and it makes me wonder if maybe I should have done that a little bit more. And so it kind of makes it seem like he was a little bit more of a disciplinarian, you know, being a judge and everything like yeah, that. Very much. That he wants the best for his kids, and, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he was the most he, that he coddled them in any way. Mm-hmm. He was. Probably Probably a little bit sterner, um, whereas Abe every 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 time there's you know a shot with him and his son, he's always ho- holding his son and always coddling him and always like, oh Thomas, you're so cute. I think it's probably 
I think kids either end up like their parents or they try to do the exact opposite. And I think for Abe specifically noticing how much him and his dad don't have that great of a relationship most of the time is trying to make up for it with his son being like, I'm not going to be like my dad. I want my child to feel comfortable with me and knows that I love him. Well, and it also might explain why he feels more of a sense of loyalty to his friends, his childhood friends, than he necessarily does to his father's loyalty. Yeah, a better relationship. Because, um, because, yeah, when a lot of times when you don't have a strong like family relationship, when you don't bond with your family members, you look outside, you look elsewhere, and you bond with your friends, and your friends become your family. So it's very possible that with maybe a less... Um, Maybe a less like like a more stern, less loving. I don't want to say loving because he he does love his kids, but with a less affectionate father that he probably looked elsewhere for affection and approval, and he gets that from his friends who are now all rebels. So does that make you distrust Judge Richard? Now I do because <laughs> he seems a little underhanded. Selling out seedless cauliflower before yeah, exactly. he even owned it. Yeah, like that's kind of underhanded. I mean, probably smart business, but it's super underhanded. So, do you think there's going to come a point later down the road where he's going to do something that could potentially sell out Abe? I think he'll do something that'll definitely get him into trouble. But I also think Abe's going to do something that's going to get Richard into trouble. I I think I said that in the first episode. But I think there'll be a point where eventually that'll happen. Do you think there'll be a point where there's several several ties then? I don't think so. I, I think, you know, the whole point of being a spy is that nobody knows you're a spy. And that that's one of the best ways that, you know, you can get your job done. So I don't think Richard's going to find out anything about him being a spy. He might suspect, but I don't think he'll ever get any solid evidence. Um, but so what I think might happen is instead he might do something, you know, as a loyalist that will get... Um, that will get Abe into trouble inadvertently. Like, he'll do something without realizing the ramifications for his son because he doesn't know his son is a spy. That's my guess. Well, that's a good guess indeed. But, you know, I I like the the setup because it almost seemed like this was such a fortunate opportunity where his dad is offering him this, but yet at the same time it's falling into his lap as... As a spy, I need to get to New York. I need to get information back and forth. How can I do it? Oh, perfect. I can just go back and forth selling my dad's hogs, you mm-hmm. know, making money, and also spying and getting information and wandering around, and no one's going to know the difference. But I feel like at the same time, the way this episode ended, when he took the, the red flower off his coat and threw it in the gutter, I feel like that's maybe, I don't know, I feel like he's going to be conflicted with how he feels about going to New York and where he stands with trying to lie about being you know, a, a British loyalist, and what's going to happen with that? Well, that's a flower that was given to him by his dad, right? Yeah, so I think he threw that away kind of like, I am, you know, my dad tried to sell out my friends without even doing this. I think that was him signifying that. Well, basically showing that he is on the rebel side. He's a patriot. He's not a loyalist. And I think we're going to see from now on, after he saw that from his dad and them having that little confrontation uh, while they were packing up stuff, um, I think we're going to see him kind of play his dad. Well, and this a little is bit. the second time his dad has, like, you know, basically thrown Anna under the bus um, because at first he he basically put her on the list of suspected, you know, as suspected rebels, and now he's like 
because her husband is gone, he's basically calling dibs on her property and, you know, and already, you know, getting ready to sell it, even though it's not his yet. So this is the second time he's thrown Anna under the bus. And if Abe still has really strong feelings for Anna, you know, he can't support that as long as his dad is doing everything he can to (laughs) to cause trouble for Anna. He can't be a part of that. And I think, you know, after he does that and he talks to the Germans, I think we know what side Abe finally has decided what he's going to be on. Now it's just how good of a, you know, fake double spy, you know, when we eventually see Robert Rogers again. Because it was after that conversation with his dad that he went to talk to the German uh, mercenaries as well. Because he ran off and Mm -hmm. went by the college and had that weird flashback, but then saw these soldiers. And they find out the information yeah, about the soldiers. He didn't have movie. to go talk to them. He right. could have just like turned right around and gone back to to where they were staying. But Although no, they're making sauerkrauts. I bet that smelled real good. Ooh. Yeah, that, <laughs> I haven't had dinner yet. That does sound good. <laughs> He's a cabbage farmer. He wants to know what they're doing with his cabbage. Yeah, it was legit. He had really good intentions. <laughs> totally Except all his cabbages gone. About cabbage. Oh wait, that was sauerkraut. My bad. My bad, guys. <laughs> well, they had cabbage sitting beside him. So mm. I got nothing. But um, <laughs> but yeah, and. You have to hand it to him, too, for, for being able to hold his ground against somebody looking to swindle him, too. Um, I really am, you know, just not to backtrack too no, much, but sorry. I really liked how um, how Richard was like, you know, Jonathan was testing you. He's seeing how well you know you, you how well you can play the game. And uh, you pass the test, basically. And um, And I think that's very telling, too, because being a spy is all about playing the game. Uh, with both sides, and so I think that was just kind of a double entendre for for Abe's current circumstances. Mm-hmm. I think so. And again, he gets the great information about the the Germans that are moving into Trenton, New Jersey, and he immediately runs back to tell everyone so that he can meet with Caleb and he can meet with Ben and get that information. But luckily, they're already there waiting for him. And very, very interesting is after Anna learns the truth that Simcoe is still alive, for sure, and captured, she lies for Caleb and Ben and says that he's dead and buried in the ground. And I I think the idea behind that was to, to get... To bring Abe more on to their keep side. Abe on board, right. Um, to make it seem like they followed through with their words, since that was the whole reason why he joined them in the first place. Do you place. think that's going to come back to bite them? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> first of all, he's going to be caught off guard when Simcoe shows up. He's like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, it's just a. When you and tell then, a lie like that, it's he, only a matter of time. Well, he holds Anna up to this whole different level, and to find out later that she lied to him, I think that was also very telling of. I mean, yeah, she's, I think, the trying to protect him. Yeah. But I think it's also showing how much she doesn't feel the need to be honest with him with everything. So yeah. her her love isn't <laughs> as strong as his. Well, and he, we don't know how it's going to play out either. Like, he could find out about Simcoe, and he might think that Caleb lied to her, you know, and would be more on her side rather than her lying to him. Mm-hmm. So it, it's all very interesting in terms of how that could be played out. I think she's going to say that she lied. You know, you know what I think? Mm-hmm. I think that it's that time of the show where we could do some AfterBuzz TV predictions. Mm-hmm. And now... Your AfterBuzz TV predictions. Should we do this in order by chain of command here at the turn of the show? <laughs> so my Go general first. General? Either first um, or last. Oh, jeez. I, I, um, I don't so know. So we saw in the preview. The preview is yeah. it's heating up next week. 
Uh, they're back in the the area where Setauket, yeah. Setauket, yeah. I was trying to think of New Jersey was what I was looking for. Uh, back into talk at Long Island. There we go. Uh, and they're getting the plots thickening, if you will, over that end. And yeah. I remember all the trailer. I'm excited to see Hewlett come back. Yay! <laughs> I do like him as a kind of a bad guy. He's honorable. Call him that. Yeah. And he's just, he's quirky. He yeah. brings something else where, like, you don't hate him because he's just kind of doing his job. But he's, I mean, again, guy who has horses in his office. I mean, I don't know. Shout out to Burn Gorman. Nice work. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. Really story. nice work. Um, so I'm excited to see him come back. Um, I think since we're coming back to Setauket for, for what looks like the majority of the episode, we're going to see some of the seeds that have been planted um, start to grow. I mean, we've got um, we've got Robert Rogers' spy who's still there, you know, probably fishing for information. And we have what looks like somebody being publicly punished for um, for rebellion. So um, we don't know who that is, it looked like. You think but it would be the guy like from was- episode two that was the, the bad guy, if you will? Um, I don't think so because um, the the less the less attention he gets, the better because you know for for more spy work. Um, so I don't think he's going to be publicly berated for anything. I do think eventually, though, he's going to find something out, and I have a feeling like Abe or one of those guys is going to have to take care of him. Probably. I don't yeah. think he's long for this show. <laughs> he's not long my for guess. this world. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll find out next week, won't we? <laughs> What about uh, this sound effect for your guys' turn thing? That's not the talking cat. That's not our talking cat <laughs> pun joke. But hey, guys, thank you so much for tuning into the Turn After Show. Hey, uh, Megan, why don't you tell them where they can find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Menguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. You can also find me on Tuesday nights here at AfterBuzz for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And you can find me, Kristen Carroll, on Twitter, Kristen Carroll 13 And I'm also on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And you can catch us. Um, we're going to the Other Woman premiere for Anatomy of a Movie Ooh. tomorrow. Uh, so check that out. All right. And as always, you can find me at RyanHooks92 on the Twitter, on the Facebook, on the Instagram, on the Snapchat. Thank you guys so much for tuning in here to AfterBuzz TV for Season 1, Episode 3, Turn. We'll catch you guys next week. See you later. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. Thank you for watching AfterBuzz TV on YouTube. For more of your favorite after shows and interviews, subscribe to our channel here. And be sure to share your opinion on the episode in the comment section below here. We'd love to see what you guys are buzzing about. Thanks again. Buzz you later.